With your feet in the air and your head on the ground Try this trick and spin, yeah Your head will collapse, but there's nothing in it And you'll ask yourself The moon is dead, but she still pulls on me. A Star Wars fic. Written by Flan, Bite Hard. Read by Dr. Fumbles McStupid as Maul. And... Soft Susserations as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Rating Explicit. Relationship Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Maul. Additional tags. Post Order 66. Under Negotiated Kink. Choking. Topping from the bottom, unhealthy coping mechanisms, and hurt comfort. Summary. He doesn't really know what he wants from Maul this time, but whatever it is, a fight or a fuck, or just someone to hate him that isn't himself, Maul will provide. Vader's silhouette is frightening. Anakin was tall before, but next to the clones, stormtroopers now, He looks like a carking giant. Of course, Obi-Wan knows it's him on the Hollow News the moment he watches his image take shape, even if he doesn't move or speak. The massive black figure just stands there, Palpatine at his side, smiling. Obi-Wan feels like that smile is mocking him. He probably is the Sith spit. Breath very controlled to not give anything away. He leaves the cantina and walks home. He knows he walks because he doesn't have any other way now, but he doesn't actually remember himself doing it. His body wholly unresponsive. He watches the wall for hours. At some point he comes back to himself and the day has given way to the night. The moon's a bright shine entering through his small window. Realizing too late that his legs are in no way ready for it, he stands up only to wobble so much he has to gather the force around him to be able to maintain himself there in the middle of the room. On his cheeks, traces of dried-up tears stretch the skin, more even than the heat of the desert. His body tries to vomit after, but his stomach is empty. The walk to Owen and Baru's home is pathetic and sad. He sits on a dune near it and closes his eyes, feeling Luke in the force, tiny but bright like a newborn star, like his father felt before. Stars. He can't stop missing Anakin. That's not the worst of it. It can't be, but it's a damned near thing. He misses the way he laughs, and the feel of his presence in the Force, even the way Obi-Wan had to look up once he reached his teenage years. Obi-Wan starts thinking about leaving the planet then, but forces himself to wait for a couple of weeks. Not for long, he thinks, 
He won't need to be gone for more than three or four rotations. He knows he shouldn't. Even if he is fairly sure that Vader is Anakin, he knows the kind of wounds he had. How could he not if he was the one to inflict them? He was in no shape, not yet, to look for someone he doesn't know exists. Now that he knows what to look for, he sometimes thinks he can feel him, his presence, something brutal and broken on the Force, so different from before. A disturbance that doesn't disappear, doesn't sleep, doesn't fade. A never-ending nightmarish quake cracking at the foundations of the Force through the galaxy. Apart from that, when he's not looking for anything, the Force around Obi-Wan and beyond is different. Too quiet and empty. Too painful. Still filled with the fading echoes of his dead companions, the ones he knew and the ones he didn't. He needs to feel something, anything different. Yoda would kill him barehanded if he knew what he's planning on doing, but Obi-Wan needs it anyway, needs to feel something else, a comfort he promised himself not to seek again. This isn't the first time that that promise had been broken, and Obi-Wan fears it won't be the last either. When enough time passes, and Tatooine stays the same, force stable and safe, Obi-Wan rents an old ship, and once he's out of the system, he lets his barriers fall, hoping for the scream that has always been an indication of Maul's energy. Obi-Wan knows, too, that what he did with Maul was not a good idea. Not as a Jedi, but mostly not as a person. He should feel regret, but there is just no space for it. Not with the wound in his heart where his Padawan once lived, so big and raw that makes everything else pale beside it. Cocking a former Sith, even one that has done all the horrible things Maul did, isn't even that high up on the list of things he should regret. The only one that can be hurt by seeing Maul is himself, anyway, and even the worst-case scenario won't be enough to stop him from going back to his mission, to the only thing he has left from before. Maul takes his time. But he finally answers, of course. The hatred that comes back to Obi-Wan through the Force feels known, familiar, almost comforting. Since Mustafa, everything has seemed muffled, as if everything he felt were behind a blanket or a screen. Anesthesed. Maul's feelings are always on edge, threatening to spill out, and they feel good, even if they are nothing of the sort. Anger, hatred, contempt. Maul's feelings always do justice to their owner, not hiding or concealing themselves. Maul may be twisted and impulsive, but he's not a liar, and his force presence isn't either. There is a moon. There is a moon, and on the moon there is an old town. 
forgotten by the galaxy and the syndicates and the Jedi and the system. It's full of outcasts, and if it has survived this long, it's because there is literally nothing to be gained from its exploitation. People come and then go, and no one talks too much about it. Far from the only town, there is a house. It's barely more than four walls, but it has a sonic and a bed and a window. During some months during the war, it even had tea in one of the cabinets and Bacta in another one, and it didn't feel abandoned. Obi-Wan lands beside it and goes in, filled with memories that he should not be fond of, but he is. Sharing a bed with Maul is just a reminder of his own failure as a Jedi. But what's one more now? The Republic is gone, and everything Obi-Wan knew with it. It's full of dust. It's been empty for a long time. For a standard year, at least. No one has set foot into this little spot in the middle of space. Inside it, two people faked a neutrality that didn't really exist. But it worked. Solus too could be found sometimes. Neutrality may not be an option now, but he doesn't really care. If Maul tries to kill him, he will lose, and maybe that way this will stop, this thing that should have not happened even once. He doesn't really know what he wants from Maul this time, but whatever it is, a fight of fucker, just someone to hate him that isn't himself. Maul will provide. By the time Maul arrives, Obi-Wan is restless and impatient, although he closes himself up enough that he hopes it doesn't show. He comes alone, in a shuttle, just like Obi-Wan, saber in his hand and ready to fight. They stand there, silently, for a moment, rocky floor under their feet. Kenobi, he says. He feels different, calmer, or, maybe, it's just that, for once, it's not Obi-Wan who is the collected one. His clothes are still black, but they're clean, and their quality is better. If you don't have scruples, Obi-Wan guesses, and Maul doesn't, there is a lot of money to be gained in a galaxy submerged in chaos. Maul? I knew I would see you again, but I never imagined that it would be so easy. I know this place. He pauses to gesture at the building. Has protected you before, but it won't work now. Obi-Wan snorts. <laughs> Do you think I need protection from you, Maul? How many times have I beaten you already? The taste of Maul's rage feels acidic, poisonous on his tongue, and thickening the air around them. And yet, here I am still. You never quite end up finishing the deed. They are circling each other now, lightsabers still off but hands near them. Maul's face makes a grimace that could pass as a smile but Obi-Wan knows it's more like an animal baring its teeth. Maybe it's time, 
Obi-Wan says, simply. Maul looks at him and scoffs, like he is able to call his bluff, like he knows him. He didn't watch him leave his former Padawan for dead in Mustafa, eyes red and tears of pain streaming down his face, and half his body gone and the other half burning. He would like to see Maul's reaction to that. Who is cruel and merciless now, Maul? Don't fucking lie to me, Kenobi! Maul snarls and switches his lightsaber on. Obi-Wan welcomes the first attack with relief. It's a familiar dance. It's not the first time. Not even on this. There. Moon. It's never been easy for them to navigate their own relationship or their feelings. Obi-Wan has always wanted to hate Maul, but there was too much pity in him for that. When he realized how Maul felt about him, before Maul himself even, that was the beginning of the end. They fight for a while, but there is barely a shadow of their usual murderous intent. It's enough for Obi-Wan, but clearly not for Maul. After a while, Maul frowns, even as his attacks don't falter. Fire feck, I hate how you feel right now, he snaps. Obi-Wan throws himself away from Maul's strike, avoiding, for the most part, the back of Maul's lightsaber, red and angry and deadly. While not deep, the wound on his shoulder burns with a searing pain. It smells like Mustafa. Do tell me, how do I feel, Maul? The look Maul gives him is one that usually is not allowed outside the bedroom. Too knowing, Obi-Wan hates it. Is that why you called me? Because you're so carking alone without your Jedi friends that I was the only valid option? To... to what? What are you looking for? Obi-Wan tightens his jaw. Shut up, Maul, and fight me! It's not good like this. If I kill you today, it won't mean anything. I'm not your criffing sparring companion. I'm not Sky. Obi-Wan moves before he can think. His lightsaber is on Maul's neck and his hand on his shirt, and he is baring his teeth more like an animal than Maul ever has. Don't you fucking dare say his name, Maul. He growls. It doesn't sound like his own voice. He thinks he may be crying, but he can't feel his face. Maul swallows. He doesn't seem afraid. He should be. Obi-Wan feels his chest burning, like it's going to explode. He just wanted to not think about him for a little while, and he hoped Maul would help. Obi-Wan, Maul says, and his name spilled from that mouth that feels wrong outside the bed, where they could deceive themselves and be other people for hours. Maul lets his own lightsaber fall, turned off, and then raises his hand very slowly. Obi-Wan looks at it without moving an inch. He's not even blinking. Maul's black fingers go over his wrist, and Obi-Wan lets him, mimicking the soft caress over his thumb with his own. The lightsaber goes off, and with it... Obi-Wan's determination. 
The sunset is upon them, and there is nothing but silence beyond their hard breathing. They are looking at each other, and then Maul moves his head and touches Obi-Wan's forehead with his own. Obi-Wan sighs and leans into the touch. Maul always runs a little hot. He has missed him. You should be thrilled. Seeing me like this, it's everything you wanted. You always think you know everything. Force your insufferable. I would have fought them with you if you had come to Mandalore. Obi-Wan doesn't want to believe it, but he knows it's true. He can feel it. Their force presences are interconnected in an intimate way. It hurts, but it also helps. Obi-Wan had missed this. Maul keeps talking. He has always felt the need to fill the silence with his voice. I... I didn't want him to win. Not like this. And if someone was going to leave you like this, it should have been me. He doesn't deserve it. It's a weird confession of something else. Obi-Wan wants him closer. But you sent the Padawan, and she didn't believe me. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't have believed you either. It wouldn't have made a difference. Maybe. Maybe it would have. We will never know. Obi-Wan feels Maul's lips too close to his when he talks. Who cares if he kisses him? Who cares anymore? And so he does. And so, Maul follows his lead, as he has always done. It's not gentle. It almost never is with them. But Obi-Wan is usually the one marking the limits, because Maul doesn't seem to have a sense of self-preservation. Or maybe he thought he could still fake that it wasn't happening if he just didn't tell Obi-Wan no or stop. Obi-Wan knew, more or less, where the lines that should not be crossed were, but he is also aware that he stepped on them more than once. He's not proud of it, but then there's nothing happening here that is worthy of pride. His robes are scattered on the floor, and the dust flying around the room can be seen against the light that enters the window. The artificial cock inside his ass hurts, but he wants it too. He wishes for the real thing. He thinks Maul's would have been longer, or wider, or the bumps more prominent. He would have taken him too. He is talking too much, moaning too loud, saying Maul's name, voice hoarse, while looking at him in the eye. The sound is breaking them both apart. Maul opens his mouth, but it's not to answer. He gasps for air the moment Obi-Wan eases the pressure of his hand surrounding Maul's throat. You may breathe only if I allow it. Obi-Wan impales himself deeper the next time. At the same moment, he tightens his grip, and the half-formed sound that leaves Maul's mouth almost makes him worry. 
Then Maul rises his hips and fucks Obi-Wan in time with his movements, and it hurts, and the pain is a reward and a punishment for both of them. His fingers sink harder into the meat of Maul's throat. Stars, he says raggedly, driven by the loop of want between the two of them. Stars, I don't know how you take this so well, Maul. Why would you let me do this to you? Maul closes his eyes, and Obi-Wan takes himself with a hand and pumps fast until he is on the verge of coming, then releases the deadly clasp he has on Maul's throat. When he opens his mouth, Obi-Wan leans down to steal the little air he has left with his kiss. Mine. Your words are mine. Your air is mine. Your life is mine. At least I have this left. I have you left. He doesn't speak aloud, but he knows Maul listens because he opens his eyes. They come together, as always, Maul's orgasm following Obi-Wan's from his robotic, broken, carked-up body shaking under him. He finally gasps a silent, rasped breath while a cry tears from Obi-Wan's throat. They are naked, on top of the old bed, dust drifting through the light coming in through the window. Obi-Wan's side is against Maul's mechanical thigh. He is looking at the wall, enjoying the way Maul moves his hand through Obi-Wan's hair in a rare, tender gesture. So rare that he thinks it's the first time, at least with Obi-Wan on the receiving end. He has tried offering similar caresses before, with varying degrees of success. The result ranged from a slap to the wrist, to begrudging a substance after Obi-Wan fucked him senseless, made him beg and say his name like something out of this galaxy. But this, Maul's soft fingers navigating his head and the nape of his neck, this is new. He must be even more pitiful than he thought to have Maul, of all the people in this galaxy, comforting him. But there's no one else here to judge him. They are on their own, and they know so much about each other, and it feels fitting, easy to have him there. He feels better. Not well, but better. Like a weight has been lifted just enough to let him breathe again. Obi-Wan thinks about what could have been if Maul's life had been different, if he had not been born on Danthomir, or if the Jedi had been able to take him before Palpatine, if he had not been educated in hatred. Obi-Wan knows he would have been a skillful Jedi, maybe a good master too. He imagines a laugh that is not sarcastic or cruel, a laugh that sounds of happiness from a mouth that doesn't remember what it is. On top of everything else, these encounters also give an additional reward, 
a calmed-down maw, like the sea after a storm. It doesn't last, but Obi-Wan savors these moments like little treasures. How do you do it, Kenobi? Obi-Wan looks at him, curious. How do I do what? Maul moves his hand, fist to the wound on his shoulder, which makes Obi-Wan wince, and then to his chest. He puts his fingers over Obi-Wan's heart and he closes his eyes. It's so disconcerting that for a second he thinks Maul is going to do something bad, for the lack of better word. But the force spikes true around him, the truest it has spiked in all their history together. Like this is the first time he is actually sensing the real Maul, his feelings separated from manipulation. You asked why before. I just know. I can perceive everything about you right now. Your despair and your grief and your sadness alone should be enough to bring any other Jedi to the dark side. But I don't see your eyes changing. I don't see the hate overcoming. I know it won't, because as much as I despise you for it, under everything, I can also feel your hope. A beat. Maul swallows hard, and there is a moment of hesitation before he decides on whispering the next words. Don't you ever run out of it? Obi-Wan looks at him then. This is unexpected coming from Maul, and it makes him happy in a weird, twisted way. It's true, he still has hope, and it doesn't make sense that he needed Maul to remind him of that, but, well, here they are. He has hope left indeed, in Luke, in Leia, in the future, even locked and hidden in a small, remote place inside his heart, in Anakin. Even in carking Darth Maul, who has been killed but didn't die, and somehow has been able to make himself room inside Obi-Wan's Force presence unmovable, who has seen the darkest parts in Obi-Wan and still comes back for them, like they are still better than him. No one can take that from him. They can take everything else, but his hope is his. What do you think? He replies, and stops a second before following. Maul has spoken truth, and Obi-Wan feels obligated, even content, to do the same. I'm here with you. Am I not, after all this time? He says, finally. Maul understands, but after the initial shocks, he scoffs and insults him through his teeth, turning his head and looking at the dirty wall to hide his expression. But Obi-Wan knows. He always knows. Maul's smiles are scarce but they feel like something old and good through the bond they share. He gives a pat to Maul's wrist on his chest. After a moment, Maul's hand returns to his hair and continues drawing impossible patterns through it. 
Obi-Wan closes his eyes and smiles. With your feet in the air and your head on the ground Try this trick and spin, yeah Your head will collapse, but there's nothing in it And you'll ask yourself Where is my 